Hi, it's Katherine Rayberg. Welcome back to the Counting My Blessings podcast. Today is a special day. It's Veterans Day, and I invited a dear friend and colleague. We both are University of Illinois um, employees, but we know each other more as moms in the Muhammad community, Jen Soderland, to join me today. Hi, Jen. Hi, Catherine. Thanks for inviting me to come speak with you. You bet. Happy Veterans Day. What a, what a special treat that I get to get a little bit of your time on a really significant day for you as a veteran. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah. I remember um, Logan in his project a few years ago for Veterans Day, he stopped to interview you and ask about your time in the military. And it was really cool to learn all that you've done in all the places you've lived. So you want to share a little bit about your background? That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. So um, I went to school in Muhammad, which is kind of crazy, like full circle. We're back living there now. Um, But I went to school there. And in eighth grade, I remember uh, my language arts teacher, Mrs. Leonard, she was passing around a brochure or somehow a brochure was in our classroom for West Point. And on the front of it, it was all men in uniform. They looked very, you know, professional and refined out on this parade field. And, and I remember looking at her and asking her, you know, well, can women go to that school? Why is it all guys on the front of this? It looks really neat. And she was like, yeah, women can go. And, um, you know, I, I guess they just haven't had any women on the front of their brochure, but yeah, you can go. And from that point on, I had it in my mind that that's where I wanted to go to school. So I wanted to go to the military academy and serve in the army. That was a pretty unwavering goal for me. So my mom and dad will tell you that from that point, um, you know, they kept thinking, well, she'll change her mind or maybe her goals will shift. But I pretty much got up every day and ran. I thought that that was absolutely necessary that I'd be in really good shape because you see all these movies and that's kind of what the army is, you know, centered about is around is the discipline and, and being in good physical condition. So I knew I didn't want that to hold me back. Um, I studied really hard to try to get good grades because I knew I would need that. I practiced interviewing um, because I'd have to go in front of a, a congressman and get a nomination to West Point. So. I started preparing really early um, and it stuck. Um, And so I graduated in 2002 and went to the military academy right after. We had eight weeks of basic training there. Um, And then I went through my four years at the academy and it was, it was, um, you know, a great experience. I mean, I don't know any different, but, but it was a great college academic and professionally, like for going into the military, it prepared me very well. Um, and then athletically, you know, I, I got to participate in sports the whole time I was there, which was cool. And our, and, our listeners can't see you, but you're still a beast to this day. You are oh. <laughs> up athlete and get CrossFit workouts in. And when I'm dropping our, our two sons, I should have mentioned in the beginning, uh, Knox and Titus, and it was Knox's birthday on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, they became best buddies four years ago. And yeah. so anytime we're doing drop-offs at the Soderlin house, there's a, a workout written on the driveway. And I, I'm always amazed at what you're accomplishing. <laughs> so what was it like to go to West Point? That's just such an iconic university. Um, was, there, was, was there very many women or did you have female professors or how did you feel being a woman there? Um, I would say that they were definitely moving in the right direction when I got there in 2002. So I was there for four years until 2006. And certainly strides have been made since, you know, the first women went and graduated in 1972. Um, The percentage continues to rise. So when I was there, it was about 15% female um, all the way to now, I believe we're at like 25%, 24 or 25%. So certainly moving in the right direction. Um, 
And I don't know, I would say that my experience there, it was very cool because you knew all the girls. So out of 4,000 people at your college, you knew all the women. We knew each other, all four grade levels. Um, There was definitely a camaraderie that was built and also a competitive, a healthy competitive nature um, was really like a climate that was nurtured there where, you know, I would want to be the the top girl on a certain test or just, I mean, random stuff like that. But it was almost, I thought for me, it was, it drove me to want to succeed even more because not only are you not, you know, surrounded by people that look like you gender wise, um, but it, it almost like made me want to work harder for us as, as a gender, you know, mm-hmm. and, and try to represent that minority well. So it was, it was different, but like I said before, it was all I knew. So I was a part of the women's volleyball team, um, which was another core group of, of women. Um, and so I found a group of friends that have remained my friends since college um, in, in going there and sharing that struggle with them. What was there ever a point, I guess, what was, what happened next after you graduated and what was kind of the, the most significant event while you were serving and what was maybe one of the scariest? So I think they are one in the same and that would have been my, my first deployment. So, um, I had after graduation, my first duty station was Fort Campbell. And so you go to two schools where they teach you about your branch and I branched finance. So I went to Fort Jackson and Fort, uh, which is in South Carolina, and um, and then also to Fort Sill in Oklahoma to get that training, and then um, went directly to Fort Campbell. And it was about a year later that I I left for my first deployment. And I would say that it was extremely significant in my career because it was that, you know, you're thrown into the fire, basically, like you're, you're told, Hey, I get it. You're 22 years old, but this is what you went to school for. You're supposed to lead this group of, and for my case, it was a voluntary deployment. It was 40 people in my unit, but I was responsible for them. I was responsible and I had met all their families at, at different functions at Fort Campbell before we left. So I was going to be the one that would have to go tell their moms and dads or their spouses or children. Cause you know, some of these people were older than me. Um, and I would have to go tell them if I didn't bring their soldier back. So where where were you heading? So we went to Baghdad, Hmm. um, and I was at a place called Camp Liberty. Um, and then we had a small outlying office at Camp Victory. And both of those were in the greater part of Baghdad. And then we really only went outside the wire if there were missions, um, that required a finance person to go. So mostly administrative functions and you know, being in kind of a, a hut of an office um, and writing contracts and things like that. But it was my first time being away from home in a sense that it wasn't, you know, just a quick phone call. We didn't have FaceTime then. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't just get on a plane if I needed to. And I remember, you know, so many events went by in the 15 months that I was gone that you know, like my grandfather passed away and I couldn't go to his funeral. Um, I, you know, just a lot of things happened, weddings, funerals, birthdays, all that, that you miss. And that was my first test where, you know, I had to just drive on and there were bigger things. There were, there was a bigger, you know, purpose for me. Um, and I had to just remind myself of that. And that was also the scariest time just because, you know, we took indirect fire, um, 
And then there were several instances, you know, in Baghdad during my time there that, that caused, you know, it was a constant reality check. It was like, wow. you'd be walking over to the defect to get, get your lunch. And then you'd hear the mortar alarm go off and you'd mm. have to get behind a bunker. And um, so, so yeah, it was kind of scary. I mean, obviously looking back now, it's a much different experience to reflect on than being in the moment. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would say that was both the scariest and most significant. Wow. That's what it, it's just amazing to think about my, my mom friend here in town and what <laughs> you have done in your career and your lifetime serving our country. Thank you. That that's amazing. And I remember another story you shared with Logan, you knew how to operate, I think a really big gun or a missile, right? Yeah, so at West Point, we got to fire every weapon that the Army has. So that included, um, uh, let's see, Mark 19s and 50 cals and grenade launchers. And our main weapon at the time was an M16. It's now been been shifted over to the M4s. That's the primary um, automatic rifle that we use. But, um, you know, M9 pistols, like we got to fire all these things. And then there was one event where if you got the top physical fitness score within your class they picked a male and a female um you got to fire off an actual AT4 which is like a <laughs> yeah it's like a big um big explosive and that was pretty cool and then I did I carried two weapons you know everywhere on deployment and stuff like that so yeah getting to to fire weapons it can be a very powerful but um, it's a different experience when you're on the range here stateside because mm-hmm. you have to qualify twice a year on your your weapon that's assigned to you to then go over and, and kind of have that challenge of every day knowing if you need to use it, you better be able to use it mm-hmm. um, and always being responsible for it. And, um, yeah, accountable. Where did you go after Baghdad? So after Baghdad, I came back to Fort Campbell. I got to go over and work with um, the fish fifth special forces group there for about six months, which was, oh my gosh, it's, it's a whole different world in the SF environment. Um, but it was very cool. Something that I'm super appreciative and happy to have, you know, on my resume, but, but that was cool. And then I ended up going to Fort Jackson again, South Carolina, because it was my time in my, um, promotion sequence to go to a captain's career course, which is the school you have to go to, to kind of brush up on your skills to achieve that next rank, which was captain for me. So wow. I went to that school. And then from that school, I got recruited to be an instructor of the basic officer course there at Fort Jackson. So I ended up staying there for another year after, mm. um, which was great. South Carolina weather, you can't complain. So <laughs> Absolutely. And in the midst of all of this, you're, you've started a family, you've gotten married and had kids. So how did your, um, family life interweave into your career path? Um, Yeah. So Mike and I, we were dating when I was still in college and we ended up, we set the wedding date for after my deployment. So, you know, we did the long distance relationship and made the conscious decision that we wanted to wait and get married in front of our, our family and, and friends and God and everything when I got back from the deployment. So we did that. And then after um, the assignment, in Fort Jackson, I ended up getting to go back and having an assignment in Illinois. And at that point, being in Illinois, um, I was in one of my toughest positions, most challenging for sure. I was an aide for um, General McQuiston, who she was the three-star commanding general or two-star at the time of um, Rock Island Arsenal. And during that time, um, Mike and I decided, what you know, let's throw something else in the mix. And 
Um, she was an awesome role model for me because she had children. She's a female in one of the top positions in the military. And she told, she kept reminding me, there's no convenient time. There's no, you know, perfect time to start a family. So you start when it's right for you and your partner and you go from there and you figure it out. And I really took that advice. You know, I, I said to Mike, I, I think I'm ready to start trying and, you know, let's do this. And so, yeah, we had Knox when I was still active duty, um, in 2012 and, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was amazing. I had the best leadership and like I said, role models there. She really mentored me um, in so many ways, but especially, you know, just that constant reminder that, hey, it's okay. Yes, you have morning sickness and you need to go and, you know, take a break from work for a wow. little bit. And I'm going to accept that. Um, if you can't go on a certain trip because you can't be in a combat zone, you know, you don't need to go on that trip. Wow. If you have an appointment, prenatal stuff, I mean, all that has to be figured out and scheduled properly. And I was very conscious of that. And I tried to plan things around work, but she, again, gave me that reminder that it's okay if we need to go sometimes during, um, and Sounds then like pumping and a wonderful mentor. Wow. Oh, she, she was, and she, um, continues to this day to, to be a mentor to me and, and yeah, she's amazing. So how, remind me, um, all the, the ranks, how far are you now? So I'm a major right now. Um, and that's, so after major comes Lieutenant Colonel and then Colonel and then general, and there are four levels of general. So Brigadier General, Major General, Lieutenant General, and General. And wow. those are the different stars. You know, there's one, two, three, and four stars. So that's, got that's a ways amazing. to go. Catherine. Yeah, <laughs> I, you, you will get there. We'll talk a little bit about what you're doing now. So, you're so right. I have the most rewarding assignment um, ever. And I get to teach military science at the University of Illinois. Um, I get to work as one of the staff and cadre um, with the Army ROTC Corps here. So the cadet battalion, the fighting line battalion here, it's made up of just over 100 cadets. And um, they're all training to be commissioned as lieutenants when they graduate from here. So similar, you know, paths as you can go to West Point, you can go to one of the military academies, or you can do ROTC, have that college experience, and you still graduate as a second lieutenant in the Army. Wow. So I'm getting that experience now. Um, and the assignment is just like I said, it's so rewarding. I get to teach about military leadership and ethics and the rank structure and I just, I kind of get to be that first, you know, initial face that they see as freshmen, kind of introducing them to the army and, and what we stand for and deciding if that's a path that they want to take, or if they want to just have fun and do some physical training and get to fire a weapon and, mm -hmm. and learn about the army, but maybe ultimately they want to go into business or, you know, whatever else this amazing university offers. So. And you're taking advantage of that right now, too. So you're balancing your job with a family. She has two kids now. And you're wrapping up your um, MBA through the Illinois IMBA program. Yeah. So I just finished um, last summer. And yeah, that was ex that was awesome. That felt really good. Um, it was something that I had put off for far too long, mm -hmm. trying to go back and get a master's. And most of my peers, they all have a master's or two by this point in their career. And um, so, you know, the University of Illinois, I mean, the MBA program in general is, is really one of the top, 
but then when they transitioned over to the having this IMBA as an option, and now that's the only option, but it was all online. So you can be extremely flexible with when you listen to lectures and, you know, turning in assignments and working with group members from around the world with all different backgrounds. It was, it was just extremely cool. I mean, I got to, to work with like CEOs of companies and I mean, I'm not sure that I brought much to the business, you know, assignments, but they I like think you have a few, I think you have a few experiences to draw upon <laughs> and talk about. <laughs> how would you say, um, I guess, first talk a little bit about what has it, how has it shaped who you are today? And um, we talk a lot about our faith in the County My Blessings. Maybe talk a little bit about how has it impacted your faith? So, um, gosh, yeah, like that's a hard question um, to say, you know, how something sort of shaped you into who you are, just because the military mindset and the discipline and all the challenges that come along with it, that is something that I've been preparing for, like I said, since I was about 13 years old. Um, But I would say that even as I've progressed through the through one career for 15 years. So I haven't really known much different. I'm, I'm a much more flexible, open-minded person just because the army is such a dynamic organization. You know, you could be having fun with your family one day and then the next day, you know, you're told that you're leaving or, you know, that special forces assignment ended pretty abruptly because I needed to go to school. And so that shifted where Mike and I were going to live. And Um, you know, having to look for apartments without ever seeing them first. And so I think that I'm a much more um, like, I guess, relaxed person when it comes to decisions than I used to be. I'm pretty type A in most parts of my life. I would guess guess that first world problems and challenges look a little different through your lens from parts of the world that you've seen being on the front lines I, just just knowing you the last several years, I think it probably takes a much more critical problem to get you really worked up because you've seen how other parts of the world live and it's just so different than here. Our freedom that you helped fought for here in the United States. Oh, definitely. And I think even this pandemic, you know, this is a reminder for all of us to really focus on what's important, all the blessings that you have in your life right in front of you instead of constantly looking for that next challenge, whether it's for yourself or your family or, you know, that next move down the road, it's, it's been that, you know, moment of, of breath and clarity, I think for so many people and myself included, you know, to remember, Hey, okay, people are sick and, and we have to react to that. And we obviously need to take precautions, but you can't stop living. You can't stop loving one another and being kind to one another. And that's, yeah, this, I think that my career has also, you know, definitely helped, helped my outlook on, on events like this that happen. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, this was super fun. I love that I got to celebrate a little bit of your veterans day with you. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Well, so I am going to grade some more presentations. My students are are giving some um, historical presentations today, which will be exciting. I like, you know, learning through them um, about um, minority leaders and um, things like that. And so that's what they're going to be discussing today. Um, and then I do, I have a <laughs> Veterans Day CrossFit competition tonight. So 
Um, I'll be doing that with, with three friends and, and just kind of celebrating the day and, and everyone's sacrifices, including the family members um, who support all of us in uniform, all of our friends who help us out, you know, with kids and it, it takes a village for everyone, but, but certainly in uniform that, that rings true as well. Absolutely. Well, it's such an inspiration to be a friend of yours and um, it's amazing. You're not intimidating to be a friend, even in your military gear, that you are super relatable. And I can talk with you about all the typical working mom things. And I'm just grateful for you just being your total authentic self and for supporting our country and all that you do. So thanks for joining us today. This was great. Oh, thanks, Catherine. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> you bet. Talk to you soon.